You are listening to So, hi! <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Architudora where these two random weird guys talk about architecture. I'm Matt. And I'm Yanjun. Yeah, and. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. back, yeah. So, uh, how's life in Berlin again? Uh, anything new? No, nothing. Uh, as usual, nothing special recently. Oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> uh, today, they offi- I mean, it's the official date start for daylight saving of 2021 Longer days and shorter days mm-hmm. in the year. Mm. Well, I'm not really sure how yeah, I know, I know. Actually, it really works. Uh, yeah, I, I also don't know, to be honest, previously, because I only heard, I mean, we, we don't use this in Malaysia. Ma. Only until yeah. when we move to Berlin, uh, for Europe countries, you only know it suddenly, why is it the time difference, like plus six and then suddenly plus seven? And yeah, then I mean, suddenly uh, it's, it's luckily that we have uh, our phone changed automatically. If not, mm. we won't know what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, th- like it's like last night suddenly, uh, it's like two a.m. Suddenly jump into like four a.m. and then it's like because uh, uh-huh. we some we were having I mean our friend's birthday so we stay quite late last night so we have we kind of like shop a bit. <laughs> okay, you so actually stayed there one hour extra. <laughs> no, ex- I don't know is it extra or less? Yeah. Uh? No, actually it's we have yeah, less. I mean actually hour. less uh, but tech. I don't know, it's like no, something like, like extra. It's like you stay there from like 12 to 5, you know. No, but it's actually it's like 4 hours or 10. Yeah, it's like 25 hours autumn day, like just one day. And it's like suddenly one day, 23 hours winter. That's what I yeah. really read from the <laughs> from internet. Uh. Yeah, something like that. I, I remember it's bec- uh, the time is like, because every time when I go to sleep, I press my alarm. Mm-hmm. Basically, it says like how many hours before the alarm. Then suddenly no. that day, I remember it's like suddenly like, why do I have less one hour of sleep? Oh, you thought you what happened? <laughs> what you did right suddenly? Where did I spend yeah, like, one hour suddenly? <laughs> yeah, it's like sudden, suddenly it's like from I was supposed to have six hours of sleep and then suddenly I only have five hours. So like, <laughs> such a waste. <laughs> yeah, but luckily, it's the, uh, it happens during the weekend. Uh. Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't know why is it every time in the weekend. Uh, is it uh, they purposely do it. Oh, so there's yeah, actually an yeah. association who controls to... I mean, they set uh, the date. I have no idea yeah, whether yeah. association or not, but yeah, basically, yeah, it's a, it always, hap- always happens on a weekend so that everybody can adjust during the weekend. Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, maybe without further ado, so let's talk about today's topic. Yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, So today, we'll be actually talking about... Uh, 3D printing but not the 3D printing of models but 3D printing of the whole building itself uh, so Jun why do you think that uh, why do you come up with this topic actually actually uh, okay so why do we talk about this topic today uh, first of all actually I was inspired by a friend uh, who works in the animation uh, industry so because they are very common with their 3D printing 
for uh, characters, figures. So and then he asked me, why is there uh, isn't any 3D printing house? I mean, they also know that we do 3D printing models, but why is it the 3D printing buildings are not popular yet? And then, of course, he also did some like, um, not research, uh, they just, he just randomly like search online, like YouTube. He see, he, he see like some videos about like, 3D printing and then he asked my, he asked my opinion. And then I, I, I was like, not to say shocked, uh, I mean, we also very, very, uh, get used to this technology uh, because sometimes we do study models, like small scale models. We, if we have the opportunity, uh, we also will try to use 3D printing. So it's not like a unfamiliar things to us as an architect, um, as an architect uh, in the architecture industry. Uh. So that's the reason that today I want to like bring this topic, this question up to you and then kind of like talk about it. Like what is your opinion to this 3D printing buildings or like is it a revolution or just a short term technology that maybe I, I'm not sure like in future is this uh, does this become a a common construction method or whatever like that's the reason uh. so like for you what, what about you I mean are you familiar with this kind of technology or do you have any like people who ask you about this 3D printing things um I feel it's basically almost the same as you. Uh, basically, I have some experience with 3D printing of models, mm. but not the whole building itself. And uh, not many people actually ask me about this. But uh, maybe there is, although not 100%, but I think, I can't really remember, but I feel like someone actually mentioned to me about like 3D, uh, sorry, not 3D, but like automated brick laying kind of thing. Mm. And maybe I've seen it in some social medias as well. It's like, uh, in some way, some people actually kind of uh, consider this as 3D printing. But uh, I think it's more common to see like just using a robot to just like lay the bricks because they can do it basically flawless, you know. Because mm. no matter how it is, like building like uh, bricks or whatever it is, you know. I mean, as a human casting in situ, mm. it's actually, no matter how it is, it's not 100% perfect. Mm, but Because uh, it's human error. Sometimes yeah, have all the human errors, but with the robotics, they can actually, I won't say perfect because I guess nothing is really perfect, uh, but mm. definitely reduce the error. Yeah, but actually, basically, the, the I mean, the most common 3D printing market right now is like, big cube thing uh, around like 50 meters by 50 meters and then you can I mean you do your modeling in your in your in your computer with those 3D model software and after that you print them in this cube thing so imagine like you're building a house so you will I mean a 50 by 50 cube machine you basically you can the the size of your models is I mean, there's a restriction of size of your model. La. So imagine you're building a big house, a building. Definitely the machinery will be super huge, I, I would assume. La. 
No, because like sometimes I mean you still can find some videos online, like because there's there there's already like actual building, uh, in oh in 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 uh, somewhere around the world, and then so I see like the process of doing this three D printing buildings. They actually like I mean it's like scaffolding lah, not scaffolding the what's the crane yeah the crane and then, but, in the, me the mechanical of like, three D printing. So you, uh, same thing as like we did in this three D modeling software, and then we just, they just kind of like go layer by layer, and then build, into a a house, that's all, that's what I see lah. So. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the most recent, tech, uh, technology advance until this kind of stage. Uh, but in future, I'm not sure. Maybe they can, make something more. Um, higher visibility or more flexible or easy to like bring the machine around to build this uh. yeah um, I mean I, I would actually say 3D printing is kind of like uh, the future of construction mm. uh, because like even even now actually the the technology at hand of 3D printing the house or whatever mm. building it is uh, there's actually ways that they can program it to like build a whole house in just less than a day, less than twenty four hours. Mm. Uh, you know, rather than laying bricks one by one or pouring concrete and everything, basically the technology now is actually allows it to build. Technically, I mean, not really build completely the whole house, mm, at least but the, like, uh, the shell of at the least. Yes, yes, yes. The building. Exactly. Mm. And maybe the rest of the things like you know, the doors, the windows can be already uh prefabricated prefabricated mm. and then brought to the side. So maybe just a few more hours and you can complete the whole building straight. Mm. But also depends on the size of the building. Uh. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm. But I mean it's actually possible to create not create, sorry, to build the house using With this technology 3D. of 3D mm. printing. Which um as I know the one that I know is like kind of have it's kind of like a robotic arm mm. which mm. kind of squirts out <laughs> maybe not, that's not the correct word but uh, basically as you said it's like layer by layer kind of pouring concrete mm. yeah it's the same concept of the small 3D printing machine uh, but in right now it's just real life big scale yeah, and right. the uh, so the difference is basically the material because basically 3D printing models, you don't really have to think of the material that much as long as it can stand, you know. Mm, yeah. Other than that, it doesn't really matter so much. But in architecture world, we have to think much more like, you know, the Complex, insulation, yeah. Yeah. the how long it can stand, mm -hmm. you know, all these things is, uh, especially since it's so much larger, you have to think much more about the load and maybe the foundation and whatnot. Yeah. And also like those like uh ME structures, uh system, sewerage system. So it's not a it's not just three D modeling, uh, you still need to like apply a lot of others <laughs> into it. So I think that's the reason it's still not so common. Uh. Right. Um I'm I'm not really sure what's the reason why it's not common yet. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
Maybe. No, even like you see, ah, why do we? I mean, although we, if we during our study academic, uh, time we we do study model, you want to do, three D model printing, um, to our lecturers or try or during presentation, because you want to show them, um, a better, presentation, experience, but, we can't do it very, conveniently, ah. Is it because like. First of all, is the cost. Yeah, right? of course, the cost okay, is the one cost. thing. And then the second thing is, I think it's also the, the density of using three D printing. I mean, I from what I know I mean, I I may I might be wrong or, not accurate. So, forgive me. Okay, so I know that, when you print the the building, the models, the density of like, one cube is actually very high, so, in the sense that. When the density is high, the weight becomes, uh, very heavy, so it's not a very ideal way to, uh, to, to present. I mean, it depends on how. I don't know. Is, is it like how you say? Is it the yeah. importance of the, <laughs> the presentation? So like you want to show to your client or to your lecturers or to present your work, You only use three D printing. Otherwise, we. We we sometimes we only use like, a uh, cardboard or paper board, to make three D models. Uh, I mean that's in small mm. small scale. So if you bring think outside, in the bigger scale, maybe this is also one of the. The, the reason that uh, we should concern like why they are still not common yet. In in our real life. Um. I I. I think in real life, I mean at least in Malaysia, ah, mm. uh, I feel that construction methods in Malaysia, especially, maybe not especially, but it's just things that I know of, like in Malaysia, construction technology is kind of stagnant for quite long, mm. where we are just keep on using back like the tradition, not really like super traditional method, but I guess we've been using this method for. Quite years, a few decades actually, mm. yeah, and it's not really moving forward. I think one of the very big reason is really the cost. Like, uh, for example, the small, this is just for from what I know, the small robotic arm, that, uh, you know, we used to have in DR last time, the mm-hmm. that robotic ah, arm Kuka. Kuka, yeah, okay, yeah. So in Malaysia, that small arm already costs, like. Hundred over thousand, mm. and that's actually I feel not really fast enough to build, an effic- uh, I mean efficiently build a building, and it's not even mm. big enough. So imagine the price to use it in Malaysia because, I guess things in Malaysia, at the starting is really very expensive, especially mm. if you need to import it from, Overseas. you know Germany, Germany mm. or US, you know, or the whole Europe kind of thing because mm. our yeah. currency is actually quite low. Okay. And uh, also, like so because you say the arm, I mean, I I've I've seen the arm in real life as well, so we know the the restriction of that arm is actually just a very small. Yeah, I mean right? that that that's why I say the the one that we have in school at the time is actually a very very small arm. So in order to build a house, I will say the arm needs to be like what four five times bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's really hard to say how, 
uh, Malaysia should start this thing because I guess Malaysia is not really a place where we kind of experiment with new things and whatnot. Mm. It's more of like after it's already proven in wherever it's researched, I guess mostly in US and Europe. Mm. Then after a while, when it starts to get cheaper from China, <laughs> then Malaysia will start to use. Yeah. So it's a bit hard to like start to use it in Malaysia at the moment. Actually, oh. Uh, that makes sense uh, because you say the cost is one of the mainly reason that it's not common in Malaysia and also Malaysia is not used to try new things. <laughs> but uh like what we research, right? So they actually do a lot of like 3D printing for very simple residential uh throughout Europe uh, in the US as well. So I've seen yeah, it yeah. like in I think it's Mexico. They made like a bit a small hut. So it's a very it's a very simple hu- uh, residential residential housing uh. So they kind of like. Uh, it's a very I think it's a uh, no it's a circle kind of. Shape, right? Residential, so, I mean with 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 windows with doors and also like the roof, everything was built. Uh, no, no. I mean, they are, they are, they are still belongs to door and window. I mean, the the shell of the house is also is built by, the three D printing. So they built for I think is a, is it a refugee? I'm not so sure the purpose of. I didn't go in depth with that, uh, research, so, maybe instead of I mean, it's very common that we always hear the refugee camp. They use like containers, right? Uh, instead of you build a real house, so they basically actually they yeah basically they try to use more like uh cheap materials or cheap material and you know reusable e- materials reusable kind of and more easily to demolish. So yeah, yeah. I see like countries they try to build like this kind of refugee housing using three D printing. So mm-hmm. so I would say at this at this like um for now uh, maybe it's not a big building. They are more three D printing are more. Um, feasible by printing like small scale housing instead of complex, very complex like high rises or I'm not sure like uh, monumental uh, buildings like Zahadi you know but I also I don't know uh, for my point of view right now in if in future this kind of 3D printing uh, they actually advance the technology so you see a lot of like Zaha buildings they are very Organic shape, very <laughs> curvy. Is do you think it's possible like three D printing would actually give you more um more creativity to design your building? Because three D print is like what you did, what you do. I mean, they print like the model that you create, ma. Instead of doing um prefabricate or cast in situ, like what do you think? I mean, if it's, if the technology can actually reach a level where it is possible to do something more complex shapes and uh, maybe stronger, mm-hmm. I mean, not not just organic shapes, mm-hmm. maybe just uh, more complex shapes. Because at the moment, like just now you say, uh, wherever just now you say it was built in, the mm-hmm. the refugee housing is mm-hmm. uh, circle, it's round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mostly because that arm... Um, you know, as far as it can reach out, it will stick in the middle and then 
basically kind of 3D print from the center. So what you get is a circle, the radius of the arm. Mm. That's why it's in a circle, I guess. So that's the kind of the limit of the technology at that time. Mm. Uh, so what will happen in the future, I won't really know like what type of technology will come out, but I would say no matter how it is, one day that technology will be able to reach that standard. And at the time, I would say, I guess it just makes things a lot easier mm. because uh, whatever you do in the computer, I would say really uh, your creativity because creativity, I guess, no matter how it is, you can draw whatever you want mm. based on how creative you are. But yeah. if let's say that technology can reach until that time, I guess it will just be easier to uh, create this because it can straight away from what you draw in the computer, you can straight away translate it onto the site rather than, you know, you have to go through different, different uh, process of... But I guess it really depends on the technology. So we can't really say how, uh, you know, how Advanced, that technology uh, will go far in the future. Mm. But of course, if if it if that technology really reaches at that time, at that stage, mm. then of course it will help uh. But at the moment, it's really hard to say how it will progress because it's re- although it's kind of uh, not really new technology anymore. But mm, but still need to like improve. At the right? moment, yeah. At the moment, it's still a. I feel it's a, still a very primitive thing. You know, not it does. It's not that. It's not mature uh, enough. Advanced like yet. Yeah. Yes. 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 Mm. It cannot replace. It's not at the stage where it can replace builders. Mm. Mm, I believe so. So, yeah. I mean, as what you ask is it's a bit hard to answer. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, um, as an architect, we can push. We kind of like push the limits, and then I don't know. I, this is like I mean, I feel we we are not at the point of kind of pushing technology because other people are the ones that's pushing the technology. Our mm. job is actually to use what technology we have to create something. Mm. You know, it's not that... I don't think we are oh, in maybe. a space, I, place where, you know, we should go and tell them, you know, we want to do a building that... But actually, at this point, I I kind of like disagree with you because it's... Be, it's beca- I mean, I'm not sure for other fields, but for example, as a designer or as an architect, because you, you design and then you kind of like want this thing to be happen, but because the technology wouldn't make it work. So, you you work together with some professional like from other field for the engineer or or whoever or creator and then we work together to make this thing work don't you think so? Um, in some way mm-hmm. but at the same time we also cannot tell them that we want this uh, work you must make this work right? Yeah you know something like that we because I feel in the end we are Kind of a team Kind of thing mm, Like Yeah Although It's a balance I guess this yeah. is something I mean Yeah this this is something That I've Constantly seen online In social medias And everything Like engineers Complaining about architecture oh, Architects common. Making stupid things You know Those type mm. of thing But and I guess Architects also complain Engineers They can't Make something more creative Or whatever yeah, yeah. Mm, it's a two way. But uh. yeah, it's supposed to be a two way thing. You know, it's like we can't really just push them and 
without kind of uh, knowing kind of limits kind of thing but we also mm. should know we also shouldn't limit ourselves that much mm-hmm. that we don't explore new things mm. yeah we should understand so the situation it, it is yeah, a, yeah we, it is kind of two ways I guess mm. because really like you know no matter how it is you can't make a building float at least yeah. not for the moment you know mm-hmm. so don't do such things uh, you know <laughs> but you know things like for example like Zaha's buildings like mm. you said just now you know they are kind of at least at the time when she started to get famous mm. it was at a time when she started to challenge this type of uh, engineering kind of things mm. yeah uh, so in some way it is uh, it is challenging the limits but I guess mm. Yeah, it's two-way kind of thing. Like, you need to know yeah. how to talk to the engineers, you know, but they also need to inform us, you know, uh, if they don't want to break the limits or so, then we cannot do it or so. Because in the end, they need to advise us whether or not these things are possible to do. Mm-hmm. But if you find an engineer that will, you know, just, which I've actually encountered before, mm-hmm. we will just, you know, take the simplest method and everything that's difficult, they will say, no, it doesn't work. Mm. I would say that's not a good engineer but of course it's hard to see the line you know it's like maybe it is really true that it uh, it cannot be done Mm. but we want to push the guy (laughs) so uh, I don't know it's hard to say what's the balance you need to still see the situation I mean if if very obvious that I mean for for example if you see finally there's a house can float and then the engineer tell you oh this doesn't work then you know you already know that the engineer is not doing is not trying his work at the best so yeah just see the I mean according to the trend also like the the technology at once okay maybe that's the reason but by the way actually I I'm I'm still confused like what's the difference of prefabricated and 3D printing like are they Okay, I, I mean, prefabricated construction is very is is really very common, because for example, like the, the projects that I'm working right now, mostly are prefabricated in the factory, and then they move to the site, and then like, I mean, of course, our three D printing is still not is not that popular yet, so that's why, my project still doesn't use it. So, I mean, like, what's your opinion? Like, I think what's the difference? I think the uh, it's a bit hard to kind of uh, Def- define them. Yeah, define because it depends on people really, like how mm. how you want to look at it. Because, uh, for example, what I'm trying to say is that like prefabricated things can also be three D printed. Mm. So it's like small so, element inside the prefabricated element. I mean, because prefabricated basically means that you do it somewhere else in the factory or something, and then you just mm. bring it there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could be just like a prefabricated uh, window, let's say, mm-hmm. and then you bring it to the site and then you just install it. Yeah. Uh, but let's say that you can actually 3D print a window kind of thing and then you... It's still technically 3D printed. So, I mean, that's kind of a definition thing. But mm-hmm. I would say the difference is that uh, the amount of builders needed. 
means that uh, oh, so for prefabricated things, mm-hmm. in the end you still, let's say, right now we're just talking about the shell uh, because that's what we can do 3D printed at the site. Mm-hmm. So let's say prefabricated concrete, there is such things like mm. they prefabricate the concrete oh, in the slab. factory, which is all the sizes and whatnot all there already and then they bring to the site. And then they will need the builders to kind of assemble it together like Lego kind of thing. Mm. So in the end, you still need a lot of builders to be there to basically construct the thing, even if it's prefabricated. Of course, it, the good thing about prefabrication is actually the time. It's mm. like if you prefabricated everything in the factory, you save the time of casting a concrete in situ. And mm-hmm. then you still have to wait for it to cure and everything, which takes uh, about a few, Mind about one week, so. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 10 days. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. To, yeah. mm-hmm. You need to wait for it to cure, which is basically to make, wait for it to become uh, become full strength mm. before you can continue on kind of thing. So if it's prefabricated, fi- sorry, <laughs> it's a hard word to say, <laughs> prefabricated yeah. things, Prefab, you yeah. can do it at the factory and then at the same time, uh, while you're constructing, you still can prefabricate more things. So you save that time. Mm. But in the end, you still need builders at the site to kind of construct the thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's 3D printed on site itself, you basically have less builders there. Yeah, because, because basically, the constructing is being done by the machine itself. So you don't really, of course you still need people there to look after the machine and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least at the moment now. Mm-hmm. So uh you still have people there but much less because you don't actually do the constructing by yourself, by mm-hmm. human hands, basically. So I guess that's where the difference is. Mm-hmm. Actually the If I that mean, answers your question. Yeah, I, because my what, what I told in earlier in the podcast, my friend who works in the animation industry because her, his thought about this 3D printing housing is like like what you say just now, la, Lego, you you stack, uh, you you build them like stack by stack. So what he thought is like, why don't we architects go do some 3D printing housing? Like For example, like the most common residential in Malaysia, uh, not the landed one, I'm, I'm saying the high rise. So he, he, imag- he actually imagined and tell me, oh, actually we can, you, why you guys can't just uh, 3D print? Like one unit, one unit, and then stack them together. So, I mean, of course, uh, because he's not in our architecture industry, not in the construction. So he doesn't familiar with most, the more complex one. Like what you say, the, the all those windows are, uh, doors are. Uh, so I think that's a reason. Uh. But for my experience as a, as a, as an architect, because I'm like, like cut the, right now the question about the, the 3D, the prefabricated versus the 3D printing. Um, right now the process that I'm doing right uh, now I design like the facade, so all the facade that I design actually are prefabricated, and then we before we actually install into our building, we do some we do like a small mock up maybe just a one to one scale, a two floors, building and then we test out our 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 idea like I mean our outcome of the design. So the process of even prefabricating is really very complex because we need to we, we design and then we need to 
consult with our uh, like consultant like facade uh, consultant and then um, lighting consultant and structure consultant all, all kinds of um, feel we, we actually gather in the meeting and then we talk about this so it's already a very long process uh. you need to like come flow and back and then we get feedback oh this doesn't work or oh, we want this facade to be like this and then oh the, and then the engineers say oh we can't do this there's a limit and imagine even this prefabricated is already so uh, I would say it's already very uh, advanced technology still need to go a long process just to have a outcome so I would say as an uh, what you say uh, 3D printing uh, not so uh, they're still quite a matured uh, amateur no amateur technology so that's the reason also it's not well used in our construct in our construction industry uh, right um, I feel not only that because at, at the moment uh, like like you say prefabricated I feel one of the reasons why prefabricated is such a complex thing is because you have different people doing different things mm. so like let's say like you say just now your facade is prefabricated mm. but before that you also need to have whether you you prefabricate or you cast in into you need to have the shell you need to have the structure you need to have M&E you need to have you know all basically building is that complex with all these other things mm. you have in the building and then if it's prefabricated somewhere else like at a factory it has to be 100% sure that Precise. when you bring it off to site, it can join together with the other things. Mm-hmm. You know, if let's say you're prefabricating, mm. let's say even like if you prefabricate your facade, like maybe there'll be some, it's a structure, some doing the glass, some mm. doing, you know, this oh. and that, you know, the different, different, different things. It's such a complex thing because in the end, like different people doing different things need to come together and join it all together. Mm. So but at the moment, at the moment, I guess it's not really possible to do this in Malaysia. Uh, oh. I mean not not Malaysia. No. Basically, the the three D printing on site. Mm. I I would say because I'm not really sure about this, but from what I've seen so far, the only thing that can be done at least 3D printing on site is actually just a shell rather than the whole uh complete building with yeah the complete um, building with you know the windows doors and whatnot. so you don't really like uh build that on site it's still prefabricated and everything so maybe I feel another thing is that uh it's very hard to get the proper manufacturer or builder the proper strength mm. So like like you say just now, most of these uh, 3D printing on site basically is still very simple residential building. Mm, yeah. I feel one of the reasons is because you... The uh, restriction. Like, the, yeah, the restriction of the strength of the concrete or whatever material they use at the time. Mm. Because imagine if you need to build like a... At the moment, like in Malaysia now... It's very common to see like 40, 50 story residential condominiums. Um. Uh, I I would say it will be a bit hard to kind of 3D print that strength out. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe maybe one day they'll find a material that can do this. Like mm. you know, once you straight away three D print, you lay the thing using the machine, and mm. then it straight away has the strength to be built until like continue building until fifty stories. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I feel maybe it's a bit hard for that. Yeah. Uh, so moving on about this 3D printing thing so what do you think are actually the advantages of using this uh, 3D printing in this on-site I mean as compared to our previous primitive technology which is like you know cast in situ or prefabricated things Mm. actually like what you say I mean even the example that you I mean the real life constructed 3D printing out um, for I mean for now uh, for the stage of we recording uh, the podcast uh, it's all simple residential so actually if you see uh, not to see uh, if we would really like want to have everyone to have their own living uh, comfortable living space and then if in Europe uh, I mean I'm not sure about I mean I, I'm not sure even in Malaysia or Europe uh, if we can build like a proper living environment, a proper living housing for the refugee by just using this 3D printing. Because like the example that showed me, they actually built a a big a big area of just simple residential. I think this is more already quite sufficient rather than just having this uh, container, this cheap material. I mean, I know, of course, the, the the container, they still put, like, insulation for thermal or waterproofing. It's still a, it's still a, a appropriate living condition. But if 3D printing could do much better work or, or create a better living situation <laughs> compared to, like, container, I mean, why not? I mean, I wouldn't, like, say no to this 3D printing, but just that the, like, the cost that you mentioned, uh, the most biggest concern <laughs> about this 3D printing, of course, is the cost. Uh, because you need to, first of all, is the technology is not advanced enough. Second of all, the material that we're using. Uh, is, uh, it, um, is it suitable? Or, actually, uh, actually, I feel the cost uh, is a starting cost kind of thing. Because uh, after that, what, I've, at least what from what I've seen starting? so far, what, I, what I've read is that after because the starting cost of getting the technology means that you have to buy the arm kind of thing. Mm, the arm, yeah. The starting cost of it should be very high because it's a dual technology. You need to get the machine, yeah. Yeah, the machine. But after that, because you keep on reusing the machine, I actually think that it will oh. kind of reduce the price of construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible as well. But also, though, uh, which means that the people who involved in this kind of development, they need to like pour out, at first uh, they need to pour out like a big, huge amount of this uh, machine, like the arm that that you mentioned. So, even like the return of, I mean, of course, uh, is in, in the business, in, in the business, eh, in the sense of business, uh, you know, of course, you people who develop this kind of housing, they want return. I'm not sure, I mean, of course, if you're working for like, the government they want to have a refugee housing then maybe that's another that's another topic lah but maybe 
the starting cost and then further on I mean once you have like this you already have bought in a lot of this uh, machine oh, then if you want to duplicate duplicate this kind of housing which be, maybe is a it's also quite a convenient or easier method mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and also just to mention just to add on from your refugee housing because mm-hmm. basically refugees are you know are you don't really whatever uh, normally yeah. refugees don't really like uh, plan you know they're not going to tell you oh I'm going to come uh, about oh, next yeah. month <laughs> so, okay, so you know they, they will just suddenly appear at a place and then yeah. like mm. what happened in Germany before like as like basically the studio that we did together is about all those refugee kind of things okay, maybe so refugee, we, 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 we can say them like immigrants <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I mean immigrant at, at the time uh, when, when yeah. we were doing that, yeah, immigrant, but not really immigrant housing because immigrants are like, like we are actually immigrants also. Mm, yeah, we, if I, we, I if was, we, if, you yeah, are still, go, yeah, I am right now. So, those, those type of things are different because in the end, we kind of look for normal housing, but like mm. refugees, really specifically for refugees, when they mm. arrive From at the place wherever they are. Mm. It is very very sudden, so yeah. especially like. Uh, this one one once again, I have to give an example of what I know because at the time I did a lot of research, we did a lot of research on the refugees in Berlin at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically at the time, Berlin had a very, uh, search a very big search of refugees. Mm. Like suddenly, there's a lot of refugees uh entering Berlin, uh, the whole of Germany basically. Uh, and because of this sudden amount of refugees, there's not a, enough housing for them, not, e- not even enough temporary housing at the first place because when they reach they, when they reach to Germany before they get all their uh, at least special I'm not sure passports, special pass uh, special resident pass uh, mm. for them. And also before they get all the classes to integrate themselves into Germany, mm-hmm. yeah, the society, basically they'll be stuck in temporary houses for a while. And at the time, there were not enough temporary houses. So in the end, they started using, they just built up in like, in which at the time state. was an abandoned airport, which we went to visit at the time. Yeah. Uh, and yes. basically those are really not, Basically, those are not really temporary housing. It's like more like temporary space. <laughs> space, yeah, like just a bit and uh, curtains to surround them, kind of thing. Mm. It's not even a bit. It's like a bunker bed, like two beds, maybe four beds in one space with four curtains blocking it. That's all. Mm. Because I mean, with all this search of refugees and whatnot, but. Oh, sorry, getting back to topic, it's oh. a bit far already. But yeah, getting yeah. back to topic, this three D printing kind of uh, speeds up the process of creating houses, residential, and maybe even temporary housing. So mm. this can like if there was another search of refugees, say you know, is with this uh shortened construction time. It actually can help all this uh kind of temporary housing and whatnot as well. Yeah, I mean like not if for example like uh like natural disaster like they uh, they kinda like destroy our I mean I recently I like 
watching some, I don't know, just YouTube recommend me some natural disaster video. <laughs> For example, the Japan like tsunami, uh, they actually destroy the whole housing. So not only yeah, for some reason not, I also had not, I also had those recommendations <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and not only because we want to build like refugee housing, but we also maybe if three D printing is a much faster way to construct houses, so maybe also it would help to rebuild the region who hit by the natural disaster. So mm-hmm. but not maybe not for now because like we already talked the whole podcast about how <laughs> how unpopular this 3D printing yeah uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, as you said it's actually kind of helping in this kind of things like it just speeds up the process of construction then mm. people won't be like stuck in all these temporary like, yeah like big holes just with that long. bed and spa- uh, curtains right mm-hmm. yeah uh, I feel another advantage of it at least from my point of view in Malaysia because uh, just giving my thoughts a bit. Uh, Malaysia basically has a lot of uns- unskilled workers as <laughs> uh, laborers in uh, yeah, this construction because, field. Mm, it's it's very different. Hire, in, it's, yeah, it's very different. Different in Germany, as I know, because mm. uh, basically, even to become a builder over there, you need to have a certain paper uh, at least mm-hmm. yeah a certain cost to it although there is actually a cost in Malaysia uh, building cost mm. but Malaysians Not don't really become builders because mm. one of the reasons is because we use a lot of cheap labors from yeah. Indonesia Bangladesh Pakistan mm-hmm. they come over to Malaysia to work a lot of them come to Malaysia to work as these laborers and a lot mm. of them actually have zero experience on construction, construction things yep uh, so I guess with this uh, 3D printing thing, it kind of eliminates the these uh, unskilled workers because you know they're unskilled. You know they they do what you tell them to do, but you cannot be looking at them all the time. Yeah. So sometimes they make a mistake while you're not there. You never know also. And actually, <laughs> you are living inside the house that they yeah, build. Yeah. <gasps> and even so... uh, contractors. It's a bit sad to say there's a lot of contractors in Malaysia that don't actually have proper education behind these uh, buildings or so. Mm. Uh, so by having these uh, automated things, you kind of eliminate all these Unskilled a bit scary things. things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. Because, yeah, basically you you have less builders, so maybe those builders will become those uh, more skilled workers. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, as usual, when some technology advances, someone will lose their job and then you need to find another way, but that's, another, that's not a topic that we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so... What else? I mean, like, we talk about, like, some some ideas and then some pros and cons and then like what so how yeah how about how about the cons cons uh? why why would you think implementing this uh this 3d printing thing is actually could be a bad thing like what's the disadvantages Mm. of using this Mm. 
maybe like I mean for now the stage of this technology is not is not matured enough and then so the material selection is restricted maybe for what we know maybe we can only do with concrete so the arm they kind of like <laughs> not the correct word to say to squeeze is it squeeze no squeeze the lay uh, let, let's lay. call it lay lay uh, the lay. concrete or something lay the concrete. <laughs> and then actually the concept is also similar with just a small 3d machine uh it need to be i mean you when you lay the layer by layer the concrete you can't have like um bulb okay have you say bubbles in between of this concrete otherwise the whole first uh the whole thing was will, will break right because now uh, we know the construction method same as so the the density of that on of that whole building will be very high so respectively it will be become very heavy so and then like what my friend mentioned why we cannot build 3d printing and then we just stack them i mean also that's the one of the cons uh, because it's very heavy and then the material is not uh, we don't have more um a lot of selection of material that we can make for now i mean that's the one of the con that i thought of mm-hmm. what else i i think one of the bad thing at least for now because it's basically as we said throughout the whole forecast it's basically quite a new <laughs> technology i feel yeah. it's kind of if you really like want to use this uh, let's say we have to use this uh, technology kind of thing. I think it kind of limits the design mm. part. Because mm. of the technology, you know, we need to follow this technology in order to uh, design something. But I yeah. guess... Maybe in I future. mean, archi- that's basically architecture, the whole of architecture, you know. It's like, uh, we need to design based on a lot of constraints with mm. limiting us. Then we come up with solution, yeah. Like how to adapt with yeah, the constraint, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess because it's still new, uh, maybe not. We, maybe, maybe we should not common. actually kind of develop. Yeah, we, yeah, it's not that common. Uh, we need to kind of develop new ways to kind of create designs that is, bet like more, like just better designs are basically. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, at the moment it's really very very limiting. And I guess, as you said, yeah, it's actually up to us architects to actually push this into something that is better at the moment, mm. better than this moment, sorry, at least. Yeah, maybe, okay, I, I'm not sure, do you still have any, like, bad thing to talk about? Why? Because otherwise, I, I not much I could think of for now. Uh, I guess you could say a lot of people will lose their jobs, but that's basically <laughs> oh. all the automated automated things. <laughs> and that's that's a, yeah exactly. So not only just three D printing. Yeah, still I mean so. Long story short, just the the cons is the restriction for now. It's not the the three D printing is not advanced enough. The build buildings that we want, and the cost. That's all. <laughs> In conclusion, <laughs> right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So and, yeah. 
So for improvement, yeah. of course, we want to improve like the cost that we mentioned. Make it more uh, advanced so that <laughs> can build buildings that architects want. Uh, and yeah, faster, I mean, of course, yeah. Right? It definitely, you, you know, definitely will improve. It's just that we need to push it. You know, it's like uh, softwares that we use so like mm. since last time, you know, AutoCAD and then start to have SketchUp, there's yeah, Rhino, there's Grasshopper, and then now we have all these parametric things that will help you do all these things and mm-hmm. uh yeah, maybe one day we'll actually become a special kind of architecture using this 3D uh printing. Mm. Yep. It's like how there are certain special things from SketchUp. It's like sometimes you see a building you'll kind of see that oh this building is designed in SketchUp kind of thing. <laughs> oh, so, so maybe like, one day one day you see a building and then you see oh this design is actually done by a 3D painting thing <laughs> uh, yeah because obviously you can see you know, because we know the restriction <laughs> or maybe in future I'm not sure yeah I think that's all for our this week discussion we have I mean not to say we, we know a lot about this 3D modeling but thanks to my friend the, the 3D the anima- animator friend that inspired yeah, me I mean, with this question. Yes. I mean, he himself, not working in the architecture field, on, in the construction field, but he himself asked me this kind of question. So Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a thought. And mm. as we said previously, we really haven't kind of encountered this in real life. Mm. Yeah, so, so it's a bit, so I mean, comments. basically it's just discussion on what we think about this. If let's say one day we really, it becomes a technology of the future kind of thing. Mm. But do you, do you really think that this is the future of architecture or how do you think? Uh, if, if I think so, because like for example, even right now we already, uh, no, no, I, I would say like, uh, is it cars? I mean, do we, do you build cars with, yeah, yeah, yeah you build cars with machine. So, <laughs> yeah, of that, course. That, 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 I mean, you build cars with machine. And that, I mean, indefinitely in future, you build house with machine as well, automated machine. So it's just a matter of time and the technology at once. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm very op- optimistic, is it? Yeah, I'm quite optimistic with this kind of technology in future, like 3D printing house. Because to be honest, to be honest uh, it's, more, it's more accurate, it's more less human error and if human error and faster, why not? And if even more advanced, the, you kind of like, like what, what we mentioned also, you can, uh, less, you can have more creativity and then, you will, maybe you will be happy with the outcome of the design. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, right? I really uh, just hope it doesn't become like, you know, the industrial revolution where in the end, everything becomes just the same mm, because of this. Oh. Uh, yeah, like, you know, because it's easier to just, 3D print this thing and then you just copy paste copy paste copy paste and then everything becomes the same um, I just hope that also, uh, not, it doesn't yeah. become this way yeah. maybe it could become like cars you know although it is kind of like that but at least there are certain designs to certain cars and you know those type of things mm. yeah, Ho- I mean, hopefully it really doesn't become cars like have that, to uh. be so I mean built by machine because you drive on it and if something happened I mean, human error inaccurately will cause accident, right? <laughs> same goes to uh, same goes to building. If 
something bad happened, the whole building will collapse, so... <laughs> Same. Yeah. Uh, so, any any buildings that you recently visited in Berlin? Huh. Or is it still like lockdown time and then lockdown you don't have any place to go? <laughs> it's even more... It's not to say funny, like I mentioned la- last episode. You need to make an uh, appointment to visit the retail store. And then I... Yeah. I mean, I still don't go out to like sh- malls and retail shops, so... But I still see this kind of like paper they stick on their window and then just say, okay, you can go to this website and then make an appointment. And then like one of our friend came and then he, he just told me like yesterday, he visit the retail store at 6.30, but... Uh, but of course he didn't make the appointment so he need to make the appointment on the spot and then which is 7pm so he, he <laughs> have to wait la, like 30 minutes so, so that's all so I, you can't expect me to like visit buildings <laughs> like recently in, in, in Berlin yep nothing special mm. uh, so I guess that's it for today's episode yeah but I do have like news of the week if you want oh. me to tell you. <laughs> yeah, even better. Definitely. I mean, do you have one? No, you go ahead. No, I, I just want to say like, uh, last uh, last two weeks was the was the announcement of Pixel Prize 2021. Do you know about it? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Actually, uh, it's won by uh, Anne Lacaton and John Philippe Russell. It's a founder of uh, Lakaton and I okay sorry me sorry if I mention if I <laughs> say the name wrongly. Lakaton and Versal Studio. It's a French dual architect practice. So have you heard of it? Heard of it but I haven't uh checked their works out yet. Uh. Oh uh, yeah, I mean once I see this like the articles and then I kinda like just click on click on it la, and then it's very interesting uh, their work. I mean I mean of course that's a reason they won the Pixel Prize this year. And you um uh, actually they have like I mean they have some interviews like the winner of the year, so you you guys can go and check it out and it's very interesting, uh. uh maybe I can like just give a quote of their principle is that they are very well known with never demolished. So like in the article actually mentioned one of the projects in Wait, I yeah in 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 France uh, but I re- I don't remember like which area, so it's a it's also a housing uh apartment buildings and then they kind of like, transform it into a better living condition rather than they de- demolish and rebuild the new building, so I think this new never demolish principle principle kind of like um caught my attention so maybe. In the end, I mean, further later on, I will like go st- study more lo- about their buildings, their projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Maybe I will just link the the YouTube this uh YouTube link in our description as well. Go check it out. Mm. Yep, that's all for my news of the week. Yeah. Um. Maybe actually, I have one more news also. Like, I'm actually not very sure whether I mentioned about it or not on on this podcast, but. Basically, uh, do you see the news that the Gunting Team Park is going to be finished soon? Oh, it's going to be completed soon. Basically, I, in this year. I I'm not sure because I've seen a lot of news, so I don't know which one is the most latest one. 
<laughs> but maybe um, you have insights or you have more accurate actually, news you can share. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's uh, most of the news outlet in Malaysia saying that it's going to be completed this year. I cannot say whether this is really true or false or whatever mm. because, I mean, that's what they say. Basically, the Genting Group came out and said that it's going to be completed. The Fox Team Park. But it yeah. can't really be called Fox Team Park anymore or something like that. No. Because mm. of some legal okay. issue kind of thing. Uh, don't want to go deep into it, but... Uh, mm. I think this is one topic that we can actually talk about one day, mm-hmm. one episode, because it's about uh, theme park architecture kind of thing, because... One of the reasons is because uh, basically I was actually you kind of... This kind of experience. Uh, Short experience. Yeah. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. I was... Before this, I actually moved into uh, this theme park design for a short period of time. Mm. Basically, eight months. So, mm. I do have some kind of thoughts about it that we okay. can discuss one day. Yeah, definitely. A very uh, fresh topic for me. I only visit theme parks, yeah. but I don't design. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just looking at the theme parks. I mean, everybody been to a theme park yeah. before. And yeah, one day we'll okay. talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's it for today's episode. Yep. Thanks and for listening. And once again, we'll be back quite soon. Mm, yes. And follow us on Spotify or... Yep. And wherever you listen to the podcast. Yeah. At, at the moment, I think it's still on Spotify only, right? Mm, yeah. And yeah, but, and uh, we, we are we are actually working on getting back the YouTube videos. Uh, mm. uh, soon, soon, soon. <laughs> All right. Please look. Thank forward. you very much. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and look forward. Have a good day or good night or whatever you listen to this as well. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Pew 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 pew.